0: everybody, this is Kalisna Kitty. How is everybody today? It is Tuesday and we are just flying through the month of May here, aren't we? So the news, it is May 23rd, and there has been a shooting in a Texas school. Originally I saw a report of possibly two dead, and ABC News is now saying possibly 10 dead, and of course, they haven't said what color the shooter is or who the victims were, but I guarantee you this is an Hispanic population. So, someone just messaged me. Hey, you're going to do a podcast on this, and why do you think it was a shooting? Well, they need shootings, but I bet you it's going to come out to be targeting Hispanics or the border is going to be brought up in some way. Nothing happens that isn't planned. Now, if that's not the case, I'm sure the news media knows how to spin it properly. So I'm very, very excited. My clapper video I did, yay, on the monkeypox. Yes, last year, a truck in Pennsylvania went off the road and monkeys escaped. A woman was scratched and became ill. I predicted monkey virus, but... Back in March of 2021, they did a simulation of monkeypox. Yes. And now the monkeypox are upon us. Coincidence? I don't think so. All right, so I'm gonna ask you, I spent a weekend doing survival training and I wanna know why people are afraid of survival. Oh, because they're afraid of the government. Now, many people understand the need for survival. There used to be so many prepping shows on A&E and everywhere. Doomsday preppers, this preppers, that preppers. I mean, hell, I'm on Facebook. Thousands of prepping groups of thousands and thousands of people, but no one's actually prepping. Prepping means planning to survive. None of those people are planning on surviving. Trust me on that. And... The company I work with does survival trainings. I contract with them, I'm doing this since about 2016, and then pretty much full-time since about 2019. Got into just completely the outdoor aspects of which I absolutely love. But they used to be flooded, and when the coronavirus first hit, wilderness programs are springing up and all kinds of survival stuff. And they were traveling around the country certifying people in functional fitness and technical fitness. And now people, even our online courses have really slowed down. They recently partnered with a school up in the mountains, up in North Carolina, that's struggling. They thought they were going to be totally booked up. Why? One, complacency, but two, I think an actual fear. I think people are actually Fearing something. So it's good to say, I'm going to run my mouth, I'm going to do something. But when it comes time to doing it, most people are not going to do it. And that is one of my theories. That all these people that talk survival, 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 when they see things happening in the world, they maybe realize there is no point. I don't know. But, I will say this i have been doing research and studies most people have no idea what the world economic forum is or the world health assembly or anything else and you know what i didn't really either i always heard, you know heard the illuminati i believed the united nations was one world government but never really delved into the hundreds and hundreds of sub agencies under the united nations and what their agenda was really until a few months ago when someone messaged me and i said yeah i understand it's a one world government's coming they're like no it's beyond digital ideas beyond digital currency you got to understand and i started really going down a rabbit hole see people are afraid to go down rabbit holes because you might find, what? A rabbit. You might find something in the dark that you do not want to see. But to be blind to the truth is not the right thing either. When survival classes were booming, everyone was buying survival gears, and MREs, and this, and this, and this, and, but no one really knew what they were planning on surviving. It was a trend, but when I think there's some reality to it in people's minds, they become petrified. To me, fear should be taken into action. If I fear a government so much, I'm afraid to learn survival skills and network with people that believe like I do. I'm going to take that fear and I'm going to start networking 110% and I'm, I mean, it's gonna be my mission because I am driven to do what opposes evil. And in my mind, that is what we are seeing. Shootings, as I said, we are going, we are gonna be seeing a lot more False flags, monkeypox diseases, famines coming in and go. So they flew in baby formula. But that is not the long-term answer. See what they're doing is they're scaring people and then they're making them say, whoo, they rescued us, they flew in baby formula. <laughs> All right, next crisis. Whoo, they rescued us. Next crisis. And guess what the people now are doing? They are bowing to the government. Yes, why? The government saved them. The government brought their baby, baby formula. Do you not understand what's gonna happen? When there's no food, the government will somehow bring in food, but there's always a price. So if the government said to these women, yeah, we'll give you the baby formula, but we want your blood. You need to do A, B, and C for this vac pass now we have monkeypox you know what would you do back i'm going to talk about my main thing i want to talk about today give me liberty or give me death by patrick henry yes everybody has seen that give me liberty or give me death how many people really can say that and mean it that's what i'm asking how many people can actually say that and mean it he did but many people also didn't realize Patrick Henry was about Christian so i am going to share with you his speech and the next podcast i do i'm going to start with the speech and build from there and hopefully i'll be getting on here more it's just the world has been very convoluted and i feel i'm all over the place right now when we had just a coronavirus it's easy to be focused on something and now it's a multi-layer onion exploding like you know the um, blooming onions that you have know, friday all right give me liberty or give me death let's find out some information about it how's that sound i think that is where we need to begin and get some history of what it is okay march 23rd 1775 at st john's church in richmond virginia patrick henry made a famous speech called give me liberty or give me death is a quotation he was an orator. he loved to speak in public and it was a speech he made at the Second Virginia Convention, March 23rd, 1775, at St. John Church. All right, I'm going to read this to you because I want you to understand more about it. All right. Here it goes. If we were base enough to desire it, It is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no treat but in submission, our slavery, meaning there's no way to retreat from what is coming, he's saying, unless you submit and become slaves. He says, our chains are forged. The clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable, and let it come. I repeat it, sir, let it come. It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears a clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are ready in the field. Why stand here idle? What would they have, is life so dear, a peace so sweet, as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know now what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Now, there is more to that speech than what I just read to you, but we are going to get to that in a little bit. That was the main part. Patrick Henry was a devout Christian. He believed that God was going to be with him During this time, he believed God gave him the authority that his authority came from God. All right, let me, um, get to where I want to read to you everybody has heard parts of it but nobody has really delved into the history behind it or what else was said no one understands the background of it who he was talking to what the context was and therefore much of the message is left behind, okay? Much of what is left behind and left out is what's really, really important. All right, I want to actually read a little bit into it more so that you have a full understanding. Many people did not still believe they wanted to fight the war. Patriots had already gone out against the British, but most people did not want to get involved. The same thing we are seeing today. After his death in 1810 and his memoirs were published, much more of his writings came to the surface. He really was a resistance fighter. He wrote, in pamphlet taxation no tyranny he wrote the whelping of liberty he shouted out his message to all those who would listen unfortunately many did not until the war was in their backyard and by then it was almost too late Patrick Henry knew there was no choice except to fight. If they did nothing, not only would they be put back in, the, in a worse situation, but they would be punished by the British in horrible, horrible ways. He had no force. On March 23rd, he put forward a resolution that the Virginia counties raise militiamen to secure unenable an rights and liberty from further violation from within. The suggestion of forming a militia was not shocking. They always had, but it was a mustering of it, and it such a scale. He called the British an earthly fire burning just out of his eye. He was a great, great speaker "Quote: I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided he knew how to talk he says I know no way of judging the future but by the past and judging by the past I wish to know what there has been in the conduct for the British ministry for the last 10 years to justify those hopes with which gentlemen have pleased to solace themselves meaning why are you supporting the british after how they treated us all right he's saying the british troops are mobilizing and you want love and reconciliation he says no there can be no other way he would talk whatever people would listen to him he says here another quote by him I repeat it, so we must fight and appeal to arms. And to the God of hosts is all that has left us. He often, often put his trust in God and spoke publicly about it. He quotes and told people, the war has begun. Why are you turning away and not seeing it? You have to understand we are in that same place right now he was a great orator and maybe that's a problem we don't have that today he called people to arms when the virginia militia came together he rallied them he was he motivated them he made them see what was to come and his words spoke the truth when skirmishes broke out between the British troops and the colonial Minutemen in Lexington, every shot was heard around the world. Everyone was shouting, Give me liberty or give me death. And they flocked to join the local militia. the sword is now drawn, wrote the Virginia Gazette. And God knows when it will be sheathed. Patrick Henry went on to serve on both the delegate, the Second Continental Congress, and the Virginia's governor. And he was pivotal. And George Washington's Continental Army. Now, the Continental Army was never meant to be a permanent army. Nobody ever supported a permanent standing army because it could be used against the people. Um, please do some history research. Read it. Understand it. Look at what the context is. Go to the National Archives. And read, read what it is about. We are at a point now where we need people to speak out. Hiding away, pretending is not the way. Survival skills are imperative. You don't, I mean honestly, people, you can't be that naive to think the grid won't go down bank what happened in Canada they're not gonna freeze your assets we have food shortages we have pestilences we have diseases what do people think is gonna happen being naive Noah built an ark what are you building fear should drive you to action not to hide we all have a choice we all have a choice I want to leave this quote by Patrick Henry. He says, If I keep my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense, meaning he didn't want to offend other people, I should consider myself guilty of treason towards my country and an act of disloyalty towards the majesty of heaven, which I revere above all earthly kings. Wow. Wow. Are we disposed to be of the number of those who having eyes see not, and having ears hear not, the things which so nearly concern the temporal salvation? For my part, whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. I have but one lamp, by which my feet are guided, and that is a lamp of experience. Does that motivate you? Does it anger you? What does it make you think? What does it make you think? He then goes on to say, we have tried arguments, we have tried discussions, we have tried everything possible with the British and nothing has worked. All they have done is added violence and insult upon us. What do we do? He says, We must fight. I repeat it, sir. We must fight. Are you willing to one day fight? He says three million are people armed in the holy cause of liberty, and in such a country as that which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations and who will raise up friends to fight our battles for us. Our chains of forged, they are clinking, may be heard on the plains of Austin. The war is inevitable, and let it come, I repeat, sir. Let it come. The next gale that a sweet from the north will bring to our ears a clashing and resounding of arms. Is life so dear, a piece so sweet, as we purchase at the price of chains and slavery. Forbid it, almighty God. I know not course what others may take, but as for me, Give me liberty, or give me death. God bless.